The Bible reading is Genesis 50, verses 15 to 21, and can be found on page 57 of the Pew Bibles. Joseph reassures his brothers. When Joseph's brothers saw their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of, of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. So gracious God, as we look at the end of of Joseph's life now, would you speak into each one of our lives, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. So we come to the end of the the story of, of Joseph. If you're, if you're visiting us this morning, during Lent we've been looking at, at Joseph's life and this morning we come, if you like, to the end of the story. And as we've been looking during Lent, we've been asking God this question. The question is this, God, what is your dream for me at this stage of my life? God, what is your dream for me at this stage of my life? Because God gives all of us, whoever we are, dreams. Whether we're young, whether we're middle-aged, whether we're old. And today, we come, if you like, to the end of Joseph's life. You know, sometimes when when you've wrote maybe an essay at school, and you get to the end of the essay, when I used to have to write essays, I couldn't think of the ending. And so my ending was always rubbish, like it was, it was all a dream. And that, was, and that was it, basically, because I couldn't work out the ending, and I'd run out of time, and I'd just got exhausted with it all. And the thing about Joseph is this. Somehow Joseph manages to finish well. If we think about Joseph's story, just think about it for a minute. For 80 years... He is the Prime Minister of Egypt. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty impressive for a politician, isn't it? (laughs) To manage 80 years. And he stays there, and he manages to finish well. And I keep looking at Joseph's life all through his story, and I think, how did he manage to do that? And that's the question that we're looking at when we think about, God, what is your dream for me? We've looked in this series, we've looked how we identify our God dreams. We've looked at some of the things that can sidetrack us along the way or when we can get kind of distracted and, it, and the dream kind of dies. 
But today I want us to look at how do we keep on living the dream? Because Joseph lived his God dream for 80 years. And then when it came for him to die, he finished well. You know, sometimes when we think about great leaders... And we watch great leaders all around the world from whatever different type of industry. Sometimes they're biblical ones. Sometimes they might be ones in education. Sometimes they might be ones in public office. And they, they overcome great adversity and they become this great leader. And then something happens. And they kind of don't finish well. Just think of that. We can think of them all along when we think about it. We can think in the world of sport. You can just think of Tiger Woods. And he is just not finishing well. You can actually think about it. Think of another footballer. Think about, think about Wayne Rooney. How do I survive in a team that is better than me now when I used to be the star? How do you go about finishing well? If you think about biblical characters... Think about Moses. Moses was this great leader, but he had a mixed ending. Think about Israel's greatest king, King David. He had a mixed ending. Think about Solomon. He had a disastrous ending. Yet Joseph manages to keep going for 80 years and finish well. And so this morning, I just want to tell you one thing as to why that happened. And it's this. The reason that Joseph managed to finish well was this, was because he never lost sight of the purpose of his God dream. In other words, he knew why God had given him that dream and he'd never, ever forgotten about it. And what I love about it is today is one of the most popular TED Talks that you can go and watch now is by a guy called Simon Sinek. And he entitles his TED Talk, Know Your Why?, And people think it's great. Millions and millions and millions of people have watched it. And the thing is, it's straight out the Bible. Because you can learn everything that he said from the story of Joseph. The reason why Joseph kept going and managed to live out his dream for 80 years was because he never lost sight of the purpose of his God dream. So here's how the story goes. Last week, if you were here... We had the moving reconciliation between Joseph and his brothers. And now 17 years have passed. And if you like, his brothers have lived in fear for 17 years. The reason they've lived in fear for 17 years is because they don't believe that Joseph has really forgiven them. And that for 17 years he's been plotting his vengeance. And the only reason why he hasn't done that is because... Their father has still been alive. But now the brother's, if you like, insurance policy has lapsed because their father has died. And so the brothers are living in fear because they now think Joseph is going to enact vengeance upon them. And so they send this message to Joseph. If you like, they make up a lie. And what they say to Joseph is this. They say, Joseph, when our father was alive, just before he died, they put the real emotional blackmail in. Just before he died, he said these words to us that we were to give to you. And the words were these, is that that you've got to forgive us for what we did for you, for throwing you down a pit 40 years ago and for selling you to an Ishmaelite merchants. You've got to forgive us for that. And this message comes to Joseph, and we read that Joseph weeps. Why does he weep? I'll tell you why he weeps. He weeps because he 
is so sad that they think that he's been a hypocrite for 17 years and that it's all been an act and that he hasn't reconciled with them, whereas in reality he had. So then his brothers come to him and the brothers gather for one final time and they bow down to him and say, we are your slaves. It's as if we could be back at the beginning when Joseph had the dream and said the 11 sheaves of corn would bow down to his sheaf of corn. But Joseph doesn't want any of that. What does he say? He then tells them the truth. He said, you did intend to harm me. When you threw me down the pit, when you sold me to Ishmaelite merchants, all you were interested in was getting rid of me. But actually, God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. That was Joseph's why. Joseph knew that all the adversity that he went through in his life, all that he suffered, was because he knew God had a bigger plan. And the bigger plan was that even through adversity, God would still work and make it even better than anyone could ever think about. And if you think about that in terms of what Christianity means, that is Christianity big picture full stop. That God takes the worst thing that ever happened in life, Jesus' death on the cross, and he brings the greatest miracle and the greatest wonder as a result. And if you think about your lives, sometimes you go through tremendous adversity and difficulty and you wonder why, and yet God still moves and achieves great good to it because that's what Romans 8.28 says, doesn't it? For we know that in all things God works together for good of those who love him. And that was what enabled Joseph to keep going for 80 years. He wasn't going to fall by that last banana skin that his brothers were going to throw at him because he knew his why and he never lost sight of the purpose of his God dream. So let us pray together. For our prayers, first of all, we're going to think of of these three words. Help, thanks, and wow. It's often said that our prayers really are all focused around those things. Help me, God. Thank you, God. Wow, God. And so I want us just, each of us, to think of something this morning that we want to say, help me, God. It could be something to do with our God dream. Maybe it's got a bit stuck. It could be a bit about actually identifying what that God dream is. It could be something completely different. Help me, God, in a situation I'm going in. Or help the world in a situation. That's the first thing I wanted to think about. The second one is, I want you to think of something where you could say, thank you, God. Something that you can thank you, God. Say thank you, God, for this morning. It might be something about your your God dream in the way that God's working through your life. It could be something that's happening in your life. It could be something that you want to say thank you to God for that's bigger than that. And then something that says, wow, God. Something that you want to just absolutely amazed and bowled over by, by God. For something maybe that he's done in your life or whatever.
So here's the first one. What do we want to say, help me God for? And ask him now. And now what do we want to say thank you to God for? And just in the quiet now, say thank you to God for something. And now something where you can just say, wow, God, because he's just amazed you with something that's happened. And now we're going to move on in our, in our prayers. Because if, if we're a regular member of this church, what we've been praying about is we've been praying over this period of Lent for we're looking to potentially reorder this church.